0: Comes easy for me, nothing comes easy for me, and nothing ever will. Good evening. This is Joe McAvoy, and I am the host of Nothing Comes Easy For Me. Tonight my guest is my friend, Monique Monet. How are you, Monique?
1: I'm good. It's Moreau, Moreau. sorry.
0: (laughs) I I apologize. (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) How have you been? I haven't seen it pretty good. I've been really good, and I haven't seen you for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I've been living in kind of East Central California for a year, but I just oh you did. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I just we left. Me and my husband left for the pandemic just to get out of LA and go somewhere nice. And did you enjoy it? It was. Good for the most part, but it's like it's kind of Trump country, so it's a little uncomfortable. I fully understand
0: that. So, was it kind of Mm -hmm. hard for you to? How long have you been in Los Angeles?
1: Um, I think it was 12 years. years. So, was it a
0: little hard for you to pick up and go to the central?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really sad because I love LA. Were you
0: afraid you would get uh, the coronavirus 19?
1: Yeah. And cause I have really bad asthma. Like I know people say that it doesn't harm people with asthma as much, but like I got the flu once I, and I was just out, out of work for I like a month. I have had <laughs>
0: asthma since I was 10 and I'd rather not say how many years that is, but I, I have a milder <laughs> case and I, I really relate to what you're talking about. And uh, it's something that for Since March of last year, I've worried about myself, Uh, but I stayed here in L.A. and toughed it out. Yeah, and that uh, was it. (laughs) You know, it it was like watching a movie about what Los Angeles would be like if uh, there's hardly anybody on the freeway. You walk down the street and people cross the street and, uh, it was, it was very hard to believe, but I I got through it and yeah, yeah, it it was, you miss, I miss people like you. Oh, because I (laughs) met you at open mics and your husband as well. You want to give him a plug?
1: Uh, sure. It's Kevin Hawkins. <laughs> he actually left all s- shows social media, but he'll be back soon with uh, his well, own Instagram. But that's
0: great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just you you couldn't go to an open mic. You couldn't go to a comedy show. You you could, but you, that was just behind you, and there, there wasn't anything you could yeah. do about it. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want to go on Skype comedy because I like that audience in front of me and that instant response that you get. You do? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I've, I've seen you do it. You're good at it. Yeah, you are.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was weird though. Like I've did a few Instagram shows and all you see is hearts come up on the side. You don't hear laughter. So it just felt very strange. So did you
0: feel like you were really talking to the wall or talking to the hearts?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just talking to the hearts and trying to get more hearts to come up.
0: (laughs) You're the first person. And I've just started this podcast that has told me they did it. And I, I just thought it would be too hard to do because, you know, when a joke bombs, you know, it has. But something like that, mm-hmm. you don't know where you're at. You don't know how yeah. to improve.
1: Yeah, I started doing Zoom open mics with some friends where they give you feedback on your jokes, and it was sometimes it would, like hurt my feelings, <laughs> so well, I stopped doing those. Yeah,
0: I I, I uh, know how those people yeah. are. They're friends of mine too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah <I> do. <laughs> But that's okay. So yeah. tell me something uh that would be hard for you to do.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I've always had a problem talking really? on the phone to strangers. Yeah. Like I'll avoid it so much that sometimes it just like ruins my life. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. It's like a lifelong thing where if there's a like Back when we had landlines, if the phone was ringing and I was I had to answer it, I would just like have so much anxiety. So you
0: never got a job telemarketing?
1: Um, I did work at a call center once. My parents wanted me to do that when I was in my first year of college, and just to get over this fear oh, really? of talking on the phone. But it was with AT and T billing.
0: Oh my god!
1: Uh, and- <laughs> they were just so mean to me. It just made everything yeah, worse. Because
0: you're talking to people who owe money to the phone company about paying the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard.
1: Yeah. So they're just, yeah, they're all angry. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I uh, worked for a collection agency at one time and that wasn't for very long because that's a hard job. I had people want to know where I live and it's like, uh, sorry. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you. Uh, but yeah you're in a position where you're the enemy instead of the friend and you'd have to address them as Mr. Mrs. Miss be very businesslike instead of, Hey, you pay Mm -hmm. the bill. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Do you, do you still have, is it still kind of hard for you if the, if like your phone rings and you don't know the number?
1: Yeah, I think I have, I always have my phone on silent, which is why you've gotten my voicemail like four times. Um, And usually I'll just like text the person back, unless it's someone who I know doesn't have like a phone that texts like my parents or something. And yeah, and even my parents, I've known them my whole life and I still like I struggle calling them on the phone. And yes, yeah, so I'll just like avoid it completely.
0: What was? It, is it a fear, or is it imposing on you? Or
1: I don't know. I think that it's definitely a fear. It's like an anxiety thing, and I think it's just because everyone kind of sounds like rude or harsh on the phone. Like this podcast's easier because we're kind of like right. first of all, I know you but you you have like a nice nice sounding demeanor but then if i have to talk to a stranger who you know answers pho- phones all day then they're not going to be as nice sounding and they'll be like kind of rude and i'll just feel like like i'm inconveniencing them so much that like i just can't deal with that i don't so know why so you're
0: concerned about other people's feelings yeah which is thoughtful of you yeah, because <laughs> it's kind of rare. Because a lot of times people aren't that concerned. But that—that's—is there? Uh, would you say anything else? Do, do you have a problem like emailing people or?
1: No, I like emails. I like chatting with people and texting. And like, I have friends out there who, for like years, I've just been having an ongoing chat with them, <laughs> and it's really nice. I like that, where you could just text someone something at like 2 a.m. and then they'll answer at like 9 in the morning or something. Well, you know, one of the
0: things about texting people is they can't argue with you. Like like you put down three sentences and then they have to read it and they can text you back and say, this is my opinion, but it's not the back and forth argument. And that's one of the things I like about texting people. It's because I can't Mm -hmm. hear, you know, it's not, it's not like, well, Joe, I disagree with you. You have to send that message back. And I, yeah, I sounds like you're the kind of person that wants to come across, uh, not being thoughtful, not offending people and not a real debate, not a real debate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like I do hate just inconveniencing people or being in the way like at a shopping like the grocery store or situation like that. I hate getting in someone's way where they can't get by me. That's like that's anxiety too. I'm just like i don't wanna I don't wanna be the person that ruins someone else's day, <laughs> so I don't wanna like call up someone and be like, "Hey, I actually needed this right. from you <laughs> but if I sent an email, I could put like an emoji in there that makes it seem like, oh, you know, I don't care about this, but I would like you to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand that. You know, uh, yeah, you don't want to go down the aisle of Ralph's and, and they can't get around you. And and it's hard yeah. for you to, to say, hey, I'm here. And this is how it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's people like that. <laughs> I bumped into yeah. it. Like, you know, get out of my way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I, I I so much enjoy this. I, I, I tell you, I had a lady the other day in, in Ralph's that was just, she came up to me with her finger out, and she's like, and young man, you get out of my way, and I, I need whatever it was behind you. And I was like, okay, okay. You're not like that at all. No.
1: No. And then I find that if I like try to move, you know, there's like old ladies and they just have no idea that they're in everyone's (laughs) way. I'll just like scoot their cart over, but I'll be like, I'm sorry, but they can't hear me. And then I feel bad. (laughs) You know
0: what I I like about elderly people? They're, they're well, they're retired. So, they they reach a point where they haven't worked for say five or ten years and they don't care. You know, it's just like, <laughs> they don't, yeah, they're, they're like uh, I get my pension no matter what, so they they're not like being as thoughtful or uh, that kind of thing. And, and they they just they kind yeah. of become children to an extent. Mm-hmm. If you stop and think about it. Yeah. And hopefully we'll, that won't happen to either of us. Hopefully. <laughs> was uh, was there anything in school that was hard for you?
1: Um, Yeah, just talking to like the other students when I was really young. <clears throat> like in high school, I was all right, I guess. But like up until like freshman year of high school, I was like really shy. Just like painfully shy. There were kids who had never heard me speak at all for really? years. Yeah. And like teachers if they called on me, I would just like ignore them. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to talk. I was like terrified was it, of talking to like adults especially. Was it like especially. stage fright? No, not really because I was in like school plays and stuff where I had a few lines and it was never an issue but if I had to like on the fly, come up with an answer to a question. It just like would never happen for me. So if a teacher was like, and Monique, what did you do this summer? I would just like, like nothing would come to my mind. And then I would feel put on the spot.
0: Yeah. You you feel about an inch and tall. I, I, when I was a child, people, the adults would always say, Joe is such a shy little boy. So I, I relate to that. Yeah. And, and it, it yeah, takes, I, it takes oh, some sorry. time to come over to overcome that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like there, I was taking improv classes and I was like the same problem that I was having as a kid is like happening in improv classes where I would be put on the spot and it was like my turn to do something. And I would take like five seconds to think. Yeah. And something. that's a
0: long time in an improv class. I've done improv myself. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah.
0: Cause you have to be so spontaneous. Uh, and mm-hmm. did, did, uh, what kind of plays did you do in high school?
1: Um, I was in every musical I could be in cause oh, I like okay. to sing and yeah, but I never got like a starring role or anything. I was just, I was usually just some like background person who had a couple lines and maybe like a quick solo.
0: Did you enjoy being on stage?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of addicted to it because I would try to do everything I could to be on stage and in productions and stuff. So, like, I wanted to be in the choir and uh, be in every play and be a part of, like, the theater troupes And, yeah, and then I guess that kind of led to stand-up comedy. Yeah,
0: because you have very good stage presence, and I, I've seen you a number of times. It's, oh, there thanks. are a few people in comedy that do, and some people have terrible stage presence. But, but you mm-hmm. I I mean I remember a few years back when I, I first saw you at the open mics and I thought wow that girl really has good stage presence. Yes. Oh thank you. You. Do. Yeah. you do. And with that, we'll be right back. Uh since you left high school, has there been other things that have been a little hard for you?
1: Hmm. Um I have to think about it because there is, I mean, like, I think just getting a job during the recession (laughs) was super hard.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah. It, it, it has been.
1: Yeah. And from like 2009 to I think like 2013, I was just really underemployed and I had like eight gigs going at a time, they were just like low paying. Were
0: you driving an Uber and it's waiting like, tables at the same time?
1: Uh, no, because I, I I never had a good enough car to oh. drive for Uber. <laughs> I've always had like $5,000 like beat up right. trash cars. And um, yes, yeah, so I couldn't drive for Uber, but I did catering and I was like a dog walker. And I I still teach piano, but I would teach like only two or three students per week. And then I would like... Um, the catering thing was you had to do like four or five jobs at a time, pretty much to make a living wage. So I was doing a lot <laughs> were of that you catering kind of stuff. to like
0: uh, events. Yeah, I when I yeah. moved out here, I did that for maybe a month, <laughs> and I, I really didn't care for it. And, and by the time yeah, you drove around, there really isn't any money in it.
1: Hmm. Well, these were kind of I wouldn't say high end events, but they were like. Um, I worked for a vegan caterer and so they kind of upsold really high. So we got paid pretty well, but yeah, there are other gigs where I was a caterer and it was just awful. Like they wanted you to stay for 12 hours and you get paid like $10 an hour and
0: it's just not worth and your you, time. By the time you set it up and take it down and everything else, it's just, and drive halfway across LA to yeah. where it's at in the first place and, yeah, I, I did mm-hmm. that a few times, and just the next time they called, I said something like, "No, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you find what else would you say would be a little difficult?
1: Um. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that, like,
0: I'm cooking, cleaning, sewing
1: cleaning yeah probably but i i start you know i started out on my own without being like that great of a cleaner or person who can cook but now i'm a lot better so i actually really like both you of do. those things now <laughs> but i think that's kind of like a marriage thing for me like it's nice to cook a meal for Mine. my husband and i to enjoy together when you're single cooking a meal and then you, you have leftovers for two days. That's just like so sad to me.
0: When did you <laughs> like, and Kevin get married?
1: Uh, five years ago. It's been that May.
0: long. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It, so you've, you've cooked for two instead of for one. And. mm mm-hmm. That's more enjoyable, yeah, and you take more more time and pride in it, yeah,
1: yeah, and you know it's kind of hard to just cook for one person, though, like the you don't really get ingredients that right. are just for one, it's always like a big thing of meat or like even one russet potato is sometimes too much for <laughs> one person, be.
0: yes, <laughs> yes it yeah. Can.
1: So it's nice to be able to like have the right amount of food for two people.
0: Uh, So how long have you been back here?
1: A month. month. Okay. Yeah, I guess like a month and a
0: half. Do you, as the open mics and the bookshows open up, do you plan to go out and do some more?
1: Yeah. I was doing some of those kind of like secret mics we only like 10 people were invited and you know, like seven people would show up and those were, they were pretty fun, but it was like my, my closest comedy friends. So it's like, well, you're just hanging out. It's the, not really.
0: Were these the ones that out. I saw on Facebook, meet us at the park and we'll tell you the location. Yeah. yeah that I,
1: kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I just wasn't brave enough to go to those with everything going on. And uh, yeah, I had the,
1: yeah like once once I got vaccinated, I was more like I didn't feel as nervous right. doing those
0: right and and I've been vaccinated too, and I'm really wanting to get out and go do stand up and i'm I'm looking everywhere I can to find out where there are open mics or clubs that have tried to get booked in shows myself, but that's enough about me. <laughs> 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 is it, is, it, uh, is it as much fun as it used to be?
1: It is. Yeah. And you know there's there's like a lot more like nicer, kinder people these days than when I first started out in 2009 when it was almost like people wanted to make you feel bad when you went out to mics they'd be like that was a terrible set. Like somebody would say that to you. And now, if you ask somebody like, "Was that really bad?" they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you just need to work on this." But overall, you're like nice to see on stage and stuff. Like they'll sugarcoat it a little bit. (laughs) So
0: yeah, that's pretty nice. And and I think it's kind of like people are trying to pull together more uh, because everybody's been through so much. And I, Mm -hmm. I've the, and I, I mean, I think people are kind of trying. Instead of, say, be real competitive, they're kind of trying to say, well, yeah, you, your set could improve, or it's really great, or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and um, that's what I'm yeah. hoping for when I go out. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, does, does your husband go with you to the...
1: Not as often, because he, he sort of quit and just to work on writing more. And um, he also works as a producer, like a associate producer, so he's usually right. pretty busy. But, I yeah, he'll come to some of them and do a set every now and then. Well, he was pretty good, and too. And he usually yeah, does pretty well.
0: He's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like he's like one of the funniest people I know. I know that's people online who hear this are going to be like, "Hey, I'm not the funniest person, but yeah, he's like he's hilarious. He makes me laugh every day. So I kind of wish that he would go back to stand up
0: more. Well, maybe he will in the future. You know, he, he yeah. could. And uh, mm-hmm. you two ought to do a, a work out something where you can work together on it.
1: Yeah, we did. We had a show together for a long time. This was like oh, years really? ago, though. And yeah, we had like a multimedia show that where anyone can bring like anything to the show. So it'd be like stand up. But if you had like a video you wanted to premiere or you had a bit that you didn't think would work out in a just regular stand up show, you could do it on our that show. At? It was at this like weird warehouse converted into a church that they rented out for really cheap um and it was in atwater village i didn't yeah but now they're not there anymore
0: (laughs) i didn't know that i i did
1: yeah it was like a really fun show but yeah it was really hard to do what
0: was hard about doing putting the show together is that what was hard
1: yeah, we we edited videos and wrote sketches together, and sometimes we both just didn't have enough time to do it. So, at the last minute, we'd be up until like four a.m. trying to edit things together, and you know, we even though we're like a nice couple and we're not usually like fighting or anything, we were we would be on each other's cases and just annoy right. each other a lot. Yeah,
0: because there's a lot of stress involved. Yeah. You're trying to put this all together for. What night of the week was it?
1: Um, I think it was a Friday. Most Friday of the night,
0: time. like at eight o'clock, something like that. Yeah, you got a yeah. deadline to meet, and then your guest, mm-hmm. and yeah. Would you want to go back to it?
1: Yeah, maybe if we could find a good venue again. That's also yeah, hard
0: though. <laughs> that's why I never got involved in hosting shows because I've went around looking for venues and found out how hard that is. You yeah. Know, uh, the manager isn't here. The owner isn't here. When you do track one of them down, uh, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Or the night you want, they won't let you have. Or it's yeah, expensive. Yeah, and you can spend a lot of money. Uh, at the clubs, or mm-hmm. they take a percentage, and you get nothing. So, yeah, the, I never really got to, and inf- I, I never did host a show. I I have co-hosted a few shows, but I never did mm-hmm. uh, did host a show. Uh, did you find uh, like in school was learning hard for you?
1: Paying attention was really hard for me. Like, I guess, because during the pandemic, I actually was diagnosed with ADHD. What is that? Because I just couldn't, it's like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It's one of those things like every kid had in the 90s and probably now still, but it's like you can't focus and you're like fidgeting all the time. And like, for me, I was just always daydreaming. So my teacher would like, I would have a test and then my teacher would be like, why don't you know any of this? It seemed like you were paying attention the whole time. It's like, no, I was like in my own world daydreaming.
0: <laughs> so, I do that every day at work and they don't say anything yeah. to me about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's easier to do something like that at work.
0: <laughs> I so So is it still like that for you? Is it still kind of hard to hold your attention to something or?
1: Yeah, like certain movies, for a long time I thought movies were like bad because I just couldn't pay attention to them. And then during the pandemic, I, my husband and I watched like 300 movies or something crazy like that. And I was like, oh, these are actually really good. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I watched more movies during the pandemic than I have in 10 years, I'm sure. Yeah. And a, yeah. and a lot of people have so so when it's mm-hmm. the two of you watching the movie, then it, you can pay attention, yeah, that's great,
1: yeah, sometimes in the big theaters, like for Marvel movies, especially when they're like two and a half hours long, I would just be like, oh, I need a break from this, so I'll just go for a walk and come back and then not know what
0: was going on. <laughs> well are you like me if you watch say the first? fourth of the movie and you don't like it, you just leave and go home. Um,
1: yeah, but usually, you know, I don't go to movies unless I'm really stoked about it. So that's pretty rare that I'll just leave. Is is
0: there anything in the box office that you've seen advertised? You'd be interested in go see.
1: Um, not really, (laughs) maybe, uh, What's the new Marvel one? Black Widow? Is that it? Uh, I'm so bad at remembering uh, well, the names of movies. I'm kind of
0: the same way. And yeah. I'm pretty sure here in Los Angeles, the theaters have reopened. Uh, yeah. Because for a long time, they were closed. Or if they were just limited to people, you know. And I think yeah. that they've pretty much reopened. I haven't been to a, a movie in probably... Mm-hmm. Three years. Wow. They're kind of expensive, you know? Yeah, they are. And uh, and I'm not talking about concessions. I mean, just to get the ticket. (laughs) They
1: Mm -hmm. really are. Yeah, and if it's bad, like, what are you going to do? You just spent 20 bucks on a movie.
0: Oh, I'll take that back. I did go to see... um, Oh, I cannot think of the name of it. And it was a big movie about two years ago <laughs> and they it was about the late night talk show host. It wasn't the Joker. Yeah. The Joker. I did go see that with a friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and you know what too. happened?
0: Sa- I'm a member of SAG. What? They mailed me a copy of it. So what I paid $15 for, I could have waited And then seen it for free. Oh. (laughs) Instead of that. But I got to see it on the big screen. And I enjoyed it. Monique, I want to thank you so much for being my guest tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. You are most
0: welcome. And remember, nothing comes easy for me. Nothing comes easy for me. And nothing ever will. Thank you and good night.
1: Good night.